and welcome to Electronic Ears with me, Fenner. Close to the end of this second week of lockdown. I hope you've all been managing okay and staying relatively healthy. And of course, for those of you who had to go out, the key workers, thank you very much for doing that. So as you can imagine, uh, it's been a sort of introspective week, really. I've been working from home and what I've been listening to tends to be stuff that's a bit quieter in the background. Played a lot of stuff that I'm familiar with, so I've had to try and focus on new stuff for the show. Um, Starting with a track by Jean-Michel Jarre from an album that he brought out a couple of years ago, maybe even three years ago. And I remember I played quite a few tracks from it at the time. There was It was actually a double album called Electronica One. This is a track that took a while to grow on me, actually. And I think that's the downside of getting through quite a lot of, quite a lot of albums uh, week on week, is you hear the immediate stuff and the stuff you like straight away, but actually it can take a while before you get a chance to go back and listen to those growers. Um, this is Jean-Michel Jarre in collaboration with 3D from Massive Attack, and the track is called Watching You.
Jean-Michel Jarre and 3D from Massive Attack and the track Watching You taken from Jean-Michel Jarre's collaborative double album Electronica One. A few years ago, I went to a kind of seminar symposium in Birmingham. It was a two-day workshop about craft work, um, which was, it was an odd thing to do. Uh, and it was indeed an odd event, but I did enjoy it. I'm glad I went. It was run by a guy called User Schutter, um, who subsequently brought out a book called Craftwork, Future Music from Germany, which I've been reading. And it's been really interesting, actually. It's more academic than I would kind of write a book like that, I guess, but he an academic, so I'm not surprised about that. Um, and it, so it takes a sort of slightly more sort of serious approach to craft work and their music and their legacy. And I think sometimes it overdoes it a bit, but it has that has been really interesting to see his take on it. I've definitely learned some stuff from it. Um, in fact, I'm going to play a track by Craftwork later on the show uh, precisely because of this book. But it's also led me to a few other things, including a band called Lieback, who who people always say, oh, I'm surprised don't like Lieback. I've never really been able to get into them or heard anything by them that I liked. Um, but in the book, it recommends this track called Bruderschaft, which is the one I'm about to play you. And it does sound very craftworky, slightly heavier. And yet you could almost see something like this would have fed into their Tour de France soundtracks. So this is Lieback and taken from the album An Introduction to. This is called Bruderschaft. <laughs> Licht. 
Tremendous lie back and brutish shaft. And you can hear it, kind of, you can hear the craft work DNA in there, especially with the use of that kind of heavy vocoded voice. But as I say, this week I've also been listening to some older stuff, including Alt J. And I was really surprised to find that their album. All uh, This Is All Yours is already six years old. Time seems to be accelerating for me. But I was listening to the whole album, and this is one track that previously has kind of snuck below my radar. I guess there's so many bangers on there that I really like, like The Gospel of John Hurt, that you know it's easy for other tracks to pass you by. But this one, in isolation, is an absolute beauty. This is called Hunger of the Pine. Embracing butterflies and needles line my seamed up drawing in case, in case I need it. In my stomach, on my heart, chain mail, hunger of the pine.
Absolute beauty, Hunger of the Pine by Alt-J, uh, taken from their 2014 album, This Is All Yours. I'm listening to that album again this week, so I, you can expect to hear another track from there on next week's show, I think. Now, I'm not quite sure what happens when you pre-order an album on iTunes these days. Uh, I've pre-ordered the new Polly Scattergood album in this moment, and I think... I'd just got one track down in advance, which I played on the show two or three weeks ago. But this week I found there's another couple of tracks on this. I guess it must just quietly download them as they're released, unless I've misunderstood and they were there all along. Um, but I've only played them for the first time this week, and they're both really good. I'm getting really excited about this album now. Um, it was a bit of a toss-up between the two uh, extra tracks uh, of which one to play, but I've gone for this one. This is called After You.
Holly Scattergood and After You. And, you know, I really have enjoyed her previous releases, but this one seems to be a step up. It's like a songwriting and the way she's putting things together has really kind of stepped up uh, a level. Now, one of the best things I've done over the last couple of weeks since the lockdown was announced, actually, is to keep myself away from Twitter. And then after that, just away from most of the newspapers. In fact, the only paper I'm looking at at the moment is the FT. Um, Not because I'm particularly interested in the financial markets, but actually it's the only one that's kind of doing hard news and not loads of like crazy stuff. So someone's saying to me uh, on Twitter, there's been this thing about how it's the 5G towers that are causing coronavirus. I don't need that kind of lunacy in my life, that kind of nonsense and people speculating about stuff. And it's going to be Tuesday morning that's when we will see the extent to which the lockdown has worked and that's what I'm waiting for so the only social media I've been going on has been Instagram which I love I'm really fond of Instagram I like seeing the world through other people's eyes if you don't use it it's a cracking thing to get onto really really enjoyable Um, and it was through that and a friend of mine called David Callahan, who's definitely worth following on there really entertaining guy who mentioned there's a new track out by Sufjan Stevens uh, that came out this week he's done an album called Aporia with a chap called Lowell Brahms and I've only listened to this one track so far, which is the one that David mentioned that I have downloaded the rest of the album. And it's just an absolute beauty. This is called The Runaround.
Terrific. I'm so excited for the rest of the album. That was The Runaround by Sofiane Stevens and Lowell Brahms, taken from the new release, which is uh, called Aporia. So do you remember David Bowie playing at Live Aid? And if you're too young to remember that, have you ever seen it on YouTube? He has a saxophonist with him uh, called Claire Hurst, who does a great job. And she was kind of part of a mob uh, in the late 70s, early 80s are based around London and had some crossovers with the chaps from Shriekback. And Barry Andrews, who's the keyboard player, one of the two front guys from Shriekback, and their drummer Martin Barker got together with Claire Hurst to record an album as the Fire Judges. And unusually for me, I'm not used to get into anything related to Shriekback, but I've just not listened to that. It didn't appeal to me, I guess, because I'm not a big sax fan at the end of the day. And then recently, as part of the sort of ongoing digital download series that Shriekback are doing via their website, uh, uh, Barry Andrews mentioned that you could get the, one of the Fire Judges tracks for free. So I downloaded that. It's called Pigeon in a Puddle. And do you know what? I really like it. So now I'm going to play it for you. <laughs> Thank you. 
To be honest, I'm not 100% sure still. Smooth saxophone is not normally my bag, which I think is why I'm feeling a little bit indecisive about it. But that was the Fire Judges and the track Pigeon in a Puddle, if you want to go and download that from the shriekback.com website. Now, I played a track last week or the week before from the new Daniel Avery and Alessandro Cortini album, Illusion of Time, and now I'm going to play another one from that. I have to say uh, my hot take on the album, or if not hot, warm take on the album, is that... It's a bit samey. It's great for working to. It just kind of goes along in the background, but it's quite hard to find sort of standout tracks that work in isolation. I'm not sure I'll be playing much more off this album. Perhaps this will be the second and final track. This I do like, though. This is called At First Sight.
splendid sounds, if nothing else, Daniel Avery and Alessandro Cortini and the track At First Sight taken from their album Illusion of Time. Now, two, three years ago, maybe slightly longer, my friend Simon and I went down to Edge Hill Station to see a performance of Steve Reich's Different Trains, which was absolutely superb. And the support of that was a guy playing another piece by Steve Reich called Electric Counterpoint. And there's a chap called uh, Peter Gregson, who I've played a couple of things on him, by him on the show before, and he does string arrangements for public service broadcasting and stuff like that. Um, does bits and pieces with Hannah Peel as well, I think. But he recorded his version of Electric Counterpoint before the cello uh, on an album called Cello Counterpoint, and this is the first track from that. This is track one, Fast.
Peter Gregson and track one, Fast, taken from his album Cello Counterpoint. So let's go to another one of those quieter tracks that I've been listening to this week. Another one of those albums that works really well as a whole for listening to as background music, but perhaps not if you want to kind of give it your full attention. It's got a soporific sort of sound to it. Uh, it's an album called Vondermude by David Sylvian and Stefan Matthew, and a lot of it seems to be mixes of or he's taken elements of stuff by David Sylvian and kind of just kind of stretched them out uh, again it's not something that's to make you sit up in your seat and grab your attention but it's beautiful for working to I'd highly recommend it and it is just just it's the kind of stuff I really do enjoy just having playing in the house this particular track is called Deceleration
David Sylvian and Stefan Matthew and Deceleration taken from the album Vondermude. And you're thinking now how hellish it must be to live in my house. But it's not all just ambient works playing in the, in my rooms as I work. Uh, there's also uh, quite a lot of jazz, which my son Dan plays, who has managed to give me a love of the medium. Yeah, sort of style of music has been a closed door to me for many, many years. And also just some more lively stuff. And I went back to Kate Bush's album, The Sensual World. And there's a track on there. I mean, it's a very mixed album for me that I don't really like the slower piano led pieces, but there's some really interesting things on as well, like The Sensual World itself, Love and the Anger, Heads We're Dancing, and this track called Rocket's Tail, which is in two quite distinct pieces. The first is her working with the trio Volgarka, and it's a really kind of nice avant-garde thing where the trio Volgarka are doing these incredible vocal harmonies that Kay Bush is singing over. Um, and there's a great bit as well in, in within that first half where the, bonker, where the lyrics just suddenly take a very bonkers turn. And then the second half... It's got Dave Gilmore written all over it. It's just this huge rock out and it's absolutely superb. This is Kate Bush from The Central World. This is Rocket's Tale. Home to the quick coming ground. 
absolutely amazing and as I say bonkers Rocket's Tale by Kate Bush with the Tria Bulgata taken from her album The Central World so I'm just going to finish with this pair of tracks by Craftwork taken from the album Computer World the two tracks will always tie in together both on the album and when they're played live and the in the this book I'm reading by Uwe Schutter uh, Craftwork Future Music from Germany he talks a lot about numbers and actually it does inform the follow-up album I think Technopop but the thing that really grabbed me was that there's some lyrics in the German version that aren't in the English and although I'm learning German I'd never spotted this and they translate as coin-op video games and home consoles introduce us to the future computer for the small business and computer for the home which was quite a lot of foresight there for an album released in 1981 but before I kick those uh, pair of tracks off let me just say thank you as ever for listening do stay safe, do stay sane. I hope you'll be back next week. And until then, cheers. Bye. <laughs>
Das eigene 